You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy, and I'm your host, JJ Leahy. You can follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy for breaking Packers news. Keep you up to date on everything that's going on. So I'm going to be honest, I'm just not really feeling this today, but we're just going to rip right through this. Jordan Love went on a radio talk show earlier this week. I guess it's called Tiki and Turney, produced by CBS. And he gave some pretty interesting insight into what his relationship with Aaron Rodgers has looked like, including his first ever interaction with the MVP quarterback. I hope he didn't make the mistake that that Rodgers made back in the day when he called Brett Favre an old man. <laughs> what was the what was the first interaction with Aaron? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was kind of after the draft. You know, the main thing he told me was, uh, you know, the, the media is going to try and paint a picture of uh, you know our relationship, and he just said, you know, don't 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 listen to that stuff and. Uh, trying to just you know take it day by day with our relationship but you know he's a, he's a great dude and uh we've had no problems you know i've had no problems out there with him and uh he's a good dude to be around man you know how did how hard is it to reconcile the the desire to want to play but also knowing i got this hall of famer sitting in front of me who just is likely going to win the mvp how hard is that yeah it's, it's uh it's super hard obviously you know this is the reason i i wanted to you know, be a part of the NFL is to play in it, and uh, you know, just sitting on the side is hard. But at the same time, I understand it's a it's a good opportunity to, just to be able to learn and try and take it day by day and improve my game. That you know, when my name is called upon, that I'm ready to you know not skip a beat and just be able to take off. As Rogers prepares to accept his third MVP award, the conversation around Jordan Love just continues to heat up. Tom Silverstein reported today that Matt Lafleur is starting to inform candidates that they did not make the final list. And he's moving on to second interviews for at least three candidates, rumored to be Jim Leonard, Ajiro Evero, and Joe Barry. ESPN's Rob Domofsky has said that he has also heard an additional fourth name, but declined to confirm who that name is. My first guess is that Jerry Gray is one of the closer candidates to Tom Silverstein, who probably would have told him that he had not made the final list. However, most of this is unconfirmed. Tom Silverstein did acknowledge, quote, there could be others in the mix, but at least more than one candidate has been informed that he has not made the finals. Now, you probably heard that Charles Woodson and Al Harris both are being inducted into the Hall of Fame. That is the Packers Hall of Fame. But the induction ceremony has been postponed until August. I don't think I need to tell you what global event has caused that delay. The Super Bowl, of course, is coming this weekend. And as it is the only NFL game, those two teams are the only ones publishing injury reports. Tackle Eric Fisher and linebacker Willie Gay have both been ruled out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins is questionable. 
It's also worth noting that Le'Veon Bell was limited participation in practice all week due to a knee injury. However, I'm not sure what other bigger game they might be saving him for, so probably we'll see Bell getting a full workload. For the Buccaneers, only tight end Cameron Brait and wide receiver Antonio Brown are listed as questionable. It sounds pretty optimistic for Antonio Brown that he will be able to play. Linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul, defensive tackle Steve McLendon, and defensive tackle Ndamukong Sue all missed some time in practice this week. However, with Sue, it was not injury-related. And ultimately, only Cameron Brake carries a questionable designation for the game. One last point, safety Jordan Whitehead and safety Antoine Winfield were both limited in practice but did not miss any practices. Additionally, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell wrote a letter to President Joe Biden offering all NFL stadiums as vaccine sites. Seven clubs have already opened their stadiums as vaccine sites. That would be the Arizona Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons, Baltimore Ravens, Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, Miami Dolphins, and the New England Patriots. Additionally, even before Goodell offered all of the stadiums up, several teams, including the Kansas City Chiefs and Green Bay Packers, are well known for using their facilities for similar purposes. Perhaps most famously, the New Orleans Saints offering up the Superdome back after Hurricane Katrina to survivors. Goodell also noted that 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers have been invited around the country to come attend the Super Bowl. Hey, if you're interested in the draft, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported that projected number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson will throw for NFL teams on February 12th instead of participating in Clemson's Pro Day next month. Why? Well, throwing early will allow him to have a newly discovered injury to his left shoulder repaired via surgery. Does this hurt his draft stock in any way? Probably not. However, last year, Tua Tungavaloa was widely expected to be the number one overall pick before suffering a horrendous hip injury and subsequent surgery and rehab, which forced him to fall all the way to Miami at pick number five. I want to urge you to be cautious when you see articles circulating from fansided.com. They've run a number of stories just this week about the Packers that are either entirely unverified or even worse, based entirely upon tweets as source material from Twitter accounts that are well known to have spread untrue rumors in the past. For example, they are claiming that the Packers are trying to sign Michael Gallup or David Njoku in free agency, that Aaron Jones has been receiving interest from the Miami Dolphins, San Francisco 49ers, and Chicago Bears, as well as making a definitive statement that the three candidates listed by Tom Silverstein were in fact Lafleur's quote, established top three for the defensive coordinator job. Which I'll remind you, Tom Silverstein himself didn't even say it in those words. Other free agents rumored to be linked to the Packers by these sources include wide receiver Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, and T.Y. Hilton. I'm not sure why we don't just throw Patrick Mahomes on that list, though, as well, considering the sources, so-called, that we're using. I promise if an even somewhat credible source ends up confirming any of these reports, you'll hear it from me here. All right, until next time, go check out the Packernet podcast for more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. Keep up on all Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and join the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.